right word. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Friday edition of Let's Be Blunt. We have a very special guest with us here today, Kyle Kirby, and I'll let him tell you who he is. Hey, everybody. I'm Kyle Kirby. I'm a native Charlottean, and this November I'm running for election in House District 102, which is Uptown Charlotte, Atando Junction, about where we are now, Country Club Heights, Noda, uh, Plaza Midwood and all the areas surrounding Charlotte to the east and some of those to the left. I'm a Republican candidate and I'm the only serious candidate that's for marijuana reform in North Carolina. That's awesome. So, um, as you guys out there, some of you know, uh, you know, I get a bit political and things and um, ultimately my fight is in cannabis and I guess throughout my life I've leaned Democrat. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of been Democrat, but here recently I re-registered as independent. Um, you called me a while back. That's right. Um, yep. You know, you immediately had my attention. Uh, you know, you, I was about to hang up after I heard Republican, but you like, look. So many are. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you uh, definitely have a bit of a different platform. So, That's right. Um, ultimately, so the, the, the exact uh, position you're running for is what again? So the position I'm running for is a representative in the State House of Representatives. Okay, State House. And it would be a representative for this district where we are now, which is the 102nd district in right. North Carolina, which is basically downtown Charlotte. And from what I understand, this has uh, been a democratically held position for many years, correct? Yes, 18 solid years. It's been literally the same person in the same position. Which is? Uh, that is Becky Carney. Becky, okay. Yeah, that is my opponent in the upcoming election. A very nice person, but... I would think if they were going to do something for cannabis reform in this state that they would have done it, you know, in the 18 years that they have been in office. Sure. So uh, I imagine uh, your constituents and your peers are Republican as well, mostly. How do they feel about your stance on this? Well, it's kind of a mixed bag, to be honest with yeah. you. I mean, if you, if you really get down to it and you start looking at, you know, Republican um, ideas about um, business and about personal freedoms and about supporting oneself, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, all that stuff. You know, cannabis reform, selling um, something, making money off of capitalism is right to the Republican principles. And when you go beyond that and you start just looking at the human factor of it, how we can help individuals and help people, the cannabis reform sticks out pretty hard for me because um, I had an individual in my life, one of my very best friends growing up with, who was diagnosed with cancer the year I went to law school. And uh, they said, you're going to have terminal cancer. And um, at that point, the doctor said, we're going to prescribe to you a drug called Marinol. All right. And that was one of the few things that was able to help him um, alleviate some of the pain that the cancer was causing him. Um, he also supplemented it with cannabis. That was able to help him with the eating process, that sort of thing. He was a big guy when this whole process started out, weighed about 300 pounds like I do. Um, by the time he passed away, yeah, by the time he passed away, uh, three years later, he was down to 175 pounds and uh, basically just, you know, skin and bones. And um, his, his, at that time, um, CBD, as we know it now, which we're smoking now for all my Republican friends out there that are going to be like, oh, oh no, you know, he did something terrible. He smoked a CBD. I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, that's cool. But uh, at, at that time, you know, it was before things had come around to the level of acceptance that we have now. And that really made me want to say, you know what, if my friend's pains could be alleviated by a plant, 
why should we have that prohibition? Hey, and then when hey, I got in, yeah, I mean, trust me, I know. <laughs> when I got into running for office and I started looking at things and really diving deep down in stuff and started understanding the cannabis laws in the state and marijuana laws and that sort of thing and how it, you know, it disproportionately affects black and brown communities by almost four and a half percent over white communities. People talk about how we need to save money on the budget. We can stop doing these policing issues by uh, legalizing marijuana. We have a whole new tax revenue to support our schools, our communities, our, our, our people of our community. And it's like we just, for whatever reason, just hold it because we have this incredibly antiquated stereotypical view of cannabis bad cannabis is not going to help anybody sure when in reality you look at those states that have legalized you look at those cities there's no significant increase in crime there is a ton of new revenue source and the individuals in those cities proportionately lead happier lives than people in states and cities that don't awesome I understand. Hey, look, you're preaching to the choir here, and I can tell you, um, I spent quite a bit of time in Raleigh as well. Is this, absolutely. Is this your uh, first time running for any kind of office? Or? It is indeed. Okay. So I've been in, uh, going to Raleigh quite quite a few years now, and um, on the Democratic side, there's definitely more than a few supporters. Uh, we have True. Representative Montgomery that's currently um, put a bill forth. Uh, that we're working on now actually started right in the lobby of this place. Um, we have Representative uh, Kelly Alexander, uh, Kelly Alexander, that's been you know pushing this for 20 years, probably trying to get a medical bill access to cannabis. Um, so it's nothing new, I think, on the Democratic side uh, because they've known this for years. What do you think, in your opinion, is the holdup on the Republican side? Ultimately. What is it? Is it, why do you think they're not getting it? Why and and why? It's it's the base. Okay. It's the base. You know, if you look at and, and you know, like I said, I'm running for office for the first time, so I'm sure. going to say a lot of things I probably shouldn't say. We, so we enjoy that. If if you look at the the Democrat bases, those are mostly in the cities. All right, and if you look outside for the Republican base, you're going to find that base mostly in rural and less dense populated cities. Those people in those areas, you know, one has to think that they would be more conservative and more conservative with their uh, marijuana thought process than one would be in the city. So, for instance, somebody who lives out in the countryside may never have any exposure to cannabis or may never have any exposure to this type of of situation that I've talked about like with my friend and you know going through that process or may never have a situation where they live in a community that's diversified and they see a lot of different people going down for minor offenses with you know cannabis or marijuana sure. um, and those Republican legislators they really bank on those solid blocks so what they're trying to do is not upset those people. What I'm trying to do is to go into the city and show those people that it's okay to think outside of the box and it's okay to embrace economics and logic and embrace you so, know, this industry. So how has your message been embraced thus far? Oh, uh, it's yeah. been, you know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say this, I post very typical Republican points, right? And you see the reaction sure, off of it. Facebook, yeah, yeah. Okay? okay? So you see the number of people that look at these things, okay? Right. 
and then people they respond back to you and typically when somebody responds back to you it's negative all right yeah. well yeah. It, it, in this that, yeah. in this situation when we put forth my marijuana platform typically speaking on a good post we might have two three hundred people see it okay. do you know how many people we've had find our, our marijuana post and embrace it over four thousand individuals you know how many negative comments i had on it not one i love it man it's not the one. tides are changing the because, tides are yeah, changing yeah, i mean it hasn't been that long ago you can't and uh, you know and i it's also i see that as well in some of the uh cannabis posts from the major news outlet i think uh locally wcnc or someone posted something a couple of days ago about should we legalize and it was overwhelmingly yes and yeah, positive. positively received. but i can tell you in raleigh that is not the case so you know ultimately it's like I, uh, you know I, I think all of my personal political beliefs fall somewhere in between the two parties yeah um, but I don't think we're allowed to vote there um, you know ultimately what it, what I think people have to do is you say your ideas fall between the two parties well what you have to do is you have to find that happy medium yourself okay you got to start looking at the Kyle Kirby's of the Republican side you got to start looking at the Democrats of the side of uh, you know the names that you mentioned earlier sure you got to take those individual candidates piecemeal you just can't go into a polling booth and pull a D ticket or an R ticket sure and expect it to be you know fitting of 99% of the people out there. Sure. As an individual voter, you got to vote, but you got to do your research. It may not be the Republican candidate that you want to vote for. It may not be the Democrat candidate to vote for. You might be surprised to find out where those two individuals stand on different issues that are important to you. Yeah, I'm always surprised. I'm always really surprised if they actually do what they say they're going to do. Most politicians, honestly, um, there's a few out there that's hold, held true to at least the things they've told me yeah. they were going to do. Um, you know, and what I see the current climate in politics in general is you have to be within party alignment or oh, you're brother. almost ousted. Oh, brother, yeah, you're preaching to the choir right. on that So do you one. think you'll get so, the garner support? Because almost immediately you seem you'll be an outcast. No, I don't think so. I think because there's a base of people that are going to vote one way or the other regardless, like those okay. people we just discussed a second ago. Sure. But then there's that swing people like yourself who are independent, who are willing to go out there, who are willing to sit down with me and have a conversation. There's so sure. many people that just close that door on me because of the R next to my name and aren't willing to talk to me and hear my points and hear what I have to say. Sure. You know, but those are the individuals that are going to decide things, and that's what I need to tap into. I need to tap into those logical thinkers, those common sense individuals that realize it's okay to split a ticket. And, then, you know, and it's, um, it's really... Being from Charlotte, knowing the area as well, it's, it's yeah. even more humorous to me. No offense that you're running in a very liberal area, um, ultimately well, hey. the way they think and, and everything. So yeah. um, do you have you been out to in those areas that you feel like you're connecting well with the people or the culture of the community? Or? Man, I was born at Presbyterian Hospital. Right, hey, me too. Yeah, <laughs> hey, give me that. Hey, I was born at Presbyterian Both and I my grew up in Windsor well. Park. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay. So, I mean, I don't, I don't need to go out there. I know these people. I connect with so, them. They understand. So, I would say that the, the at least the Republican way of thinking would probably be very unpopular in that district. Do you find, besides the cannabis portion, do you find your views in line with Republican or Democratic kind of side of things, viewing social um, issues? Or? 
I find myself to fall on most issues on the Republican side. Okay. But I find myself to fall on most issues on the Republican side with some individual common sense thinking about why I have arrived at that decision. Sure. Not because somebody has told me to think that way. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and I, I'm not going to press you for your stance on things, but I think we, we pretty much can think of the biggies uh, politically you know everything from women's rights to you know ultimately human rights. Yeah, and um, you know well, I think Plaza Midwood yeah. overwhelmingly I think feels like they're not being represented by the current current administration, which is you know predominantly Republican. You mean in Washington? Uh, overall, or in I say I think just I want to make sure yeah, we're say yeah. Level. You know, it's probably a bit of both. I think they're all a bit connected in a way, mm -hmm. but I think the overall feeling uh, for. A lot of people I know throughout the Plaza Midwood district and throughout North Carolina yeah. and throughout the United States kind of feel left out, not represented. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think a lot of people think um, the, the the ultimate what the Republican platform should be. I think a lot of people buy into that. We should be conservative, you know, conservative financially and fiscally or whatever. But I, yeah. I think it's I don't think it's the that the I don't think it's the identity of the Republican Party anymore. We're in a crazy time anyway. Yeah. But you know, ultimately. So, you know, you're running for this, you get in there, your constituents are sitting there and they're saying, look, you know, we'll support your cause, but I need you on this or whatever. Are you willing to step across the lines and kind of turn your back to them to get things done? Because that's what I've seen a lot of times up in Raleigh is I've had Republicans sit right in front of me and say, Mike, I agree with everything you're saying, 100%. And I know we should do it for, you know, for the income and for infrastructure and for the tax reasons and for, you know, even the racial injustice reasons. But they say, my party doesn't agree with me, so therefore I can't. How do you feel? You're going to do the same? So I'm, I'm smiling about that right. because I could care less about what other Republicans okay. think about me in Raleigh. And here's the reason why they don't elect me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Sure. I'm first and, f and foremost a Charlottean. Awesome. And after that, I'm a North Carolinian, and after that, I'm an American and a U.S. citizen. Okay. I, I, I live next door to these people. I see them going to work. I see them coming home from work. I see them at the bars. We used to see them at the bars. I hadn't seen them in a while. Sure. You know? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. But, you know, th these are the people that I have to be accountable to. I'm willing to stand up for our LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters. I'm willing okay. to stand up for the cannabis industry. I'm willing to stand up for what's right for Plaza Midwood Country Club, uh, Atando Junction, um, you know, uh, Optimus Park, Uptown. How do you feel about bathrooms? Should we be able to use bathrooms like I could care less. <laughs> I could care less about that. You know what, I have to say one thing about that. Yes, that sir. brought more shame. Oh, and, it and, still is. I'm still feeling it, man. Man, We that, lost a lot of revenue. We did. We lost too. a lot of respect yeah, over respect, that. Respect, revenue. You know. Uh, yeah, there's Charlotte's... Um, I love her, but and she's she's been she's had some ugly moments throughout the past. And few you know, years. most of those ugly moments, and I have to say, sure. it have come because of Raleigh, sure. the airport incident, the HB two incident, sure, all that stuff. It yeah. isn't because Charlotteans are going up to Raleigh and causing a fuss. It's because Raleigh's trying to impose its will on Charlotte, and I want to make sure that does not happen. Yeah, because I, I I got burned once. I um I went Republican. It felt really wrong, but uh, <laughs> I uh, always you know, the wrongest yeah, thing. We had, is feel the right. Yeah, we had. Uh, we had McCrory do great for Charlotte. He did amazing things for Charlotte, and then uh, mm -hmm. he got to Raleigh, and man, what a disaster! And it changed him. Uh, didn't that's it? why it's so scary for me to sit here and give a, a Republican a chance. But ultimately, politicians these days 
are just that to me. They're politicians. Yeah. So, you know, um, what? So, are you going to be out and about in the community? Can people come out and talk to you? I'm sure I people mean, got be questions. Before COVID started, I was out in the community as much as possible. You know, I was going to neighborhood meetings. I was going to uh, group events. I was I was canvassing out there, shaking hands. But man, when you have the restrictions that we have had imposed on us for the last, you know, five, six months. It's real damn hard to campaign when you can't be in a room with more so than 10 people. So let's talk about that. Campaigns. How do you think uh, the current politicians, uh, Roy Cooper all the way down, are handling this whole thing? Terribly. Terribly? Okay. I mean, listen. Specifically, what, how would you, what would you like to see happen? And, and I'm, you know, there's no wrong answer here. Yeah. Just, yeah. But how would you like to see it handled? How would I like to have seen COVID handled? Oh, this, yeah, for North Carolina specifically. Well, I mean, I think at some point a lockdown was necessary, but I think we have long overcome that time, and we are now in the political spectrum of things. Yeah, we're deep in it. Yeah, we are We are trying to, right now, stop people from being able to freely move about in this state. Sure. And you have seen the consequences of that on small business. I mean, literally, so many. And, and me being a representative for Plaza Midwood, Noda, and the like, Uptown, how many small businesses are in those communities rely on alcohol sales, rely on food and beverage and hospitality industry? And regardless of whether you like the RNC coming to town or not, had the RNC been able to come to Charlotte and been able to do that event, that would have, I, I promise you, would have saved many of these businesses that are now shuttered forever. I was really sad it didn't come. Oh, so, yeah. So. I don't this guy. <laughs> nah, but nah, but nah, it's, uh, listen, it's, I get it. Um, it. It is true. Look, the COVID has got everything messed up and it has been ravaging to small business. And, you know, yeah. we're, we're kind of fortunate. Um, my business, uh, Charlotte CB, we're kind of fortunate enough through this. We've, we've fared pretty well, but it's, it's been tough to say the very least. Um, you know, what do you think, uh, Beyond this, when we get past COVID, uh, one of my business partners calls it the uh, election infection. I think it's kind of funny. He, th he thinks it's going to be gone mm -hmm. once it's over. Mm -hmm. Don't be wrong. Mm -hmm. And I, here's what I don't know how the hell I feel about it anymore. To be honest, it's yeah. it's it seems like we're stuck in in limbo. But getting past all this, uh, you get elected. What is your first step? Your first day one path? What are you doing? You're going in first day, writing out a bill saying weeds legalized. What's going on? How's that? No, I'm gonna go find every Democrat in the house, in the house, and I'm gonna meet them and introduce myself to them, and hope that we can somehow start to mend this problem that we have in our country about hating one another. Sure. So, what so that, that's that's the first step is start to make friends with those people so that I can work for our community and start to move things forward. I hope it works. So, so as far as cannabis legalization mm -hmm. for North Carolina, yeah. what kind of access in your eyes would you think? I know it would probably be a, a group decision, but yeah. what kind of access do you think would be ideal for North Carolina? So <clears throat> it's taken us a long time to loop back around to the, yeah, the yeah, point yeah, of the yeah. conversation. That's but all right. No, it's fine. Um, so I, these are three things that I think are super important for North Carolina is one, Decriminalize marijuana, decriminalize possession. Uh, okay, make make it okay to have All some weed. Um, yeah, I think it, it, you know, and I may change that view as I go down the path that I'm. Oh, well, law enforcement is going to have a lot to tell you. Um, their their lobby as well. I well, the, well, they haven't endorsed me sure. either. So, and I'm sure. I'm sure that you know I'm going to say something that's going to piss somebody off, no matter who I say. By the what way, to. he told me this morning. Normal gave him a a rating of A. 
So yep. that, that's big. But anyway, go ahead. So thank you, Normal. We yeah, appreciate right. that very much. Yeah. So. Uh, um. But yeah. So you know. But law enforcement might be pissed off if we say, "Oh, you can have any amount of wheat that you want," but they're also not going to have to enforce that. Um, that law that says that they have to go in there and, and stop somebody from having a pound or five pounds or ten pounds or whatever it might be. Um, an ounce, a gram, whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. So you, you decriminalize it, you legalize possession of it. Then you work on legalizing the supply chain. Find, make those people know that it's okay to grow quality products, put that out there for consumer consumption, um, make sure that that is protected from interference. Then you bring on the taxation of it. You treat it just like cigarettes. You have somebody that says an age limit is necessary to imply on it because it's a controlled substance. Um, you, you, you have ID checks. You have dealers who have to have licensure in order to retail it. You have to have um, it controlled in an area. You, you can treat it exactly as we treat alcohol. You can treat it exactly as we treat cigarettes and tobacco products. And we can access a whole new revenue source. And, and at the same time, at the same time, we're allowing police to focus their attention on things like pedophiles and people that commit dangerous crimes with weapons people that rob banks, people that do any number of crimes out there that are not possession of a plant, which sure. is utterly ridiculous. And then if you go back and you look at the other benefits, you take so much of the militarized police presence out of communities. You have those communities that are afraid of the police getting arrested and harassed four and a half times less now than you did before the situation started. So the, the positive benefits of it outweigh that. And then you say, oh, well, if somebody, if the police will be upset because somebody has X number of pounds of cannabis, okay? Yeah. And it's now legalized and I can walk to 7-Eleven and buy it for $4.50 for a pack of 20 of them. What's gonna incentivize somebody to have 50 or 100 pounds of cannabis in their home. Well, it, it will cause the, it'll high, cause so. the, well, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. I hear you, fella. No, but, you um, know, and, and I know I'm preaching to the choir with you too, but it it's always kills me when I hear law enforcement talk about it and stuff, because I'm like, you know, think about what's the difference in having a beer or a mm -hmm. refrigerator full of beer, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, people like what they like. But well, and with that being said too, what will happen? All right, let me ask you this question. How, how well, is the illicit liquor business doing, the moonshine business doing. You don't hear anybody doing a ton of moonshine. Right. I mean, yeah, the no, mountains, no, no, maybe, no. sure. No, it's all commercialized It's now. all yeah, commercialized sure. now. So there's... And I had that, you know, I had, and that's a lot what was my arguments with law yep. enforcement is telling them, it's like, look, when you take the the money out of it, it takes the allure. We've learned this lesson. Yep. We learned this lesson through prohibition of alcohol. You take the money out of it, out of out of the common folks' hands, mm -hmm. and you tax it. Nobody wants it no more. Hell, I mean, hell, like as bad as I want legalization, it's going to do nothing because cannabis to be expensive and the government to get involved and add shit that I don't want in it. You know, so True. it's like a double-edged sword. So there's a you know we want legalization, but we done want it done the right way. Right, which but, is which is why I said you know when you asked me about the quantity, I said well I might have to change that idea down the road. Sure. 
But, you know, we're moving forward in uncharted waters. We don't know what's lying out there because we haven't been there before. Sure. And it's going to take people like you, and it's going to take people like me, and it's going to take people like them that understand that's, what's yeah, going on. That's what it seems together. like it kills me because I've traveled out west in places of legalization, and it's like, we do know what's going to happen. Really yeah. nothing. Flourishing businesses and and uh, job expansion and growth, and that's what kills me. Republican oh, or we Democrat. Know that's right. what's going to happen, but right. we don't know what I'm talking about. Sure. not know what's going to happen oh, yeah. is, you know, the the dot the I's and cross the T's right. on the laws itself. Sure. We need to make sure that we have... That's where it gets messy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because, but that's cool because, you know, and I think you probably agree with me, what I've seen is when you legalize and you over-regulate it and you over-tax it, all it does is cause the black market just to thrive anyway, and then everybody's going to see, I told you we shouldn't have done it. But, but there is that sweet spot. Okay. There is that sweet spot you sure. can get to where you don't have people growing illicit amounts of tobacco in their home. Yeah, no. You know, we found that sweet spot sure. with with tobacco products. Sure. And you, you get to that point where if somebody wants to buy a pack of smokes, they can go down to the store and get a pack of smokes. Right. If they want to go down there and buy a pack of, of cannabis smokes, they should be able to do that. Absolutely. You know? I agree with you. It, it's no different. And it's an adult making an adult decision, and it's a cost-benefit analysis if they're doing it for pleasure purposes. 100%. Right? Absolutely. But then you got all the other unintended consequences, like you said, that are positive. you got the jobs created. You got probably a dozen people working here, giving them jobs, providing those families with an income. Almost thirty. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah, just absolutely. what I see. Absolutely. You yep. know, yep. thirty absolutely. people. And it's incredible. And as you know, just a, think, a, a change of a law, a stroke of a pen, it could all be gone. And that's the reality I live every day. True. It could be a stroke of a pen, and they could all be gone. Or with a stroke of a pen, it could be sixty, seventy, or eighty more people in our community that we're employing here. Oh, yeah, I'd love it. I would love it. I, I can tell you. I hope you get elected, but it's going to be an uphill battle. Oh, think you already know it. I, I can yeah. tell you. Yeah. I guess the incremental change part of it just absolutely infuriates me. It's like, you know, everybody, oh, we need more, you know, we got the MORE Act coming in the coming weeks uh, federally to vote on, um, it, you know, not only uh, rescheduling, decriminalization, and, and expungement even, which I think is huge. Yeah. Um, but we've only got one Republican representative that's even kind of supporting that mm -hmm. whole thing. So it's so absolutely frustrating. And even John McCain passing away with brain tumor, I think Rick Simpson will most likely would have wiped that shit right out of his head for him. And, you know, and, and it kills me that all these people are fighting it. it over 90% of America wants this. But ultimately, I think this election is what's holding up legalization ultimately because no one really wants to step out except for you and a few others abusing that as their platform. So I'm hoping after this, people yeah. will be ready to be more bipartisan on it. Because I can tell you from everything I've seen and what we've gone through personally, it's a win, no doubt, for yeah. the state. It so. is, absolutely. It's a win for Charlotte. It's a win for House District 102. It's a win for everybody. Absolutely. Um, you know, just, just to go back and, and, and touch on something that we were talking about a second ago, you know, you, you just, you look at why there isn't overwhelming support on either side for this issue that so many people are in favor of and I just think it's because people are afraid to go like you set out openly and talk about this because it has so much stigma behind it for years you know the Reagan's their, their anti-drug policies that sort of thing and you know we should we should even go back and look at 
you know, things in our culture, in our ingrained society, that people look on cannabis disparagingly. And I think that's why so many politicians are afraid to get out there and talk about it. But you also pointed out that I have such an uphill struggle in the, the district that I'm in that it's almost a freeing situation because I have <clears throat> a chance, but not a very big chance of getting elected. So with that, it's very freeing to be able to say exactly what I think and feel about situations. Absolutely. And in this instance, and in this situation, not only is how I think and feel the same way that most people think and feel, but it's the way that we should be moving forward. Absolutely. So, cannabis aside real quick, yeah, man. what's the next pressing, what's Charlotte's next biggest issue? So what, what's the next area uh, what, besides cannabis do you think is the most pressing and needs housing most, housing okay. housing and housing yeah I'm, I'm not I'm not wanting to get off the you sure. know glamorous subject that everybody no, likes right so, no it's cool you know listen I grew up like we talked about it goes hand in hand really job creation and, and affordable housing and, and <laughs> all of that I think it, you could create a, these cannabis companies right in the same communities to produce these funds yeah so urban farming urban yeah. farming yeah Absolutely. there's plenty throughout this state even in, in south carolina they have some urban community farms that they grow some hemp and it's, yeah. they've provided well for them but yeah. you know it's there's nothing like the high thc cannabis we're all needing and you know <laughs> cbd is great and i'm in the business but we need that THC part. We need it. Our bodies need it. Our bodies have receptors for it. So it's so frustrating. But we're, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck in that. I hope you get elected. Uh, with it. As much as I love Trump, everyone out there knows, um, <laughs> I would probably even vote for the man if he were to legalize cannabis. That's how, because that's where my fight is. Everything yeah. else in the world, you know, it matters to me, but ultimately that's my fight because I think it's the answer to so many things. Mm -hmm. Everything from, you know, pollution control to uh, mental health in this country, everything, it's all related to this plant one way or another. It, it is. I mean, the, the, we've talked for a while now about both the, the unintended positive consequences of it and the intended positive consequences sure. of it. So, I mean... You know, I'm trying to see what the argument is to continue the prohibition against it. And sure. I just can't find a viable argument, in, awesome. at least in my opinion, to continue the prohibition against cannabis in this sure. country. I mean, you I know, agree. there's so much, I there's so you. much that could be better just at the stroke of a pen, like you said 100%. earlier. You know? So how can, uh, if the folks out here uh, listening likes what Mr. Kirby has to say here, how can they support you besides voting? Um, you got any public events going on? You got a page you can follow on Facebook? You can follow. Can find yep, you? you can follow me on Facebook at uh, Kirby for House 102. Uh, you can also friend me on Facebook, Kyle Kirby. Um, my contact information is on there if you'd like to get in touch with me. If you'd like to make a donation to our campaign, I mean, $5, 10 15 $20 is, is desperately needed for campaign supplies. Um, we're just trying to get the word out there to let people know that, you know, you may not agree with every single person up the ticket, but at least know that Kyle Kirby, when it comes to House District 102, I understand what our community needs and I understand how things work and I want to be here to serve you. And that's, that's why I'm here is to help the city and the neighborhood that I grew up in. 
Hey man, I dig it if nothing else. I tell you what though, if you get elected, I'm bringing you back on the show. We're oh gonna, yeah, we're yeah. Gonna go, we're gonna go over everything you said. Give me hell. Nah, yeah, because just don't be a politician. That's all I'm asking. If you actually get up there and make things happen, if if you get in, but I wish you the best of luck. Um, thank you everybody for listening and watching and tuning in. Uh, follow us at lessbeblunt.org. Uh, we got a lot of great things going on. Actually, after this, we're about to head up to West Virginia Excellent. to go uh, see Austin and Sean up there. They got a new state-of-the-art lab doing extractions. Believe it or not, y'all, West Virginia is ahead of North Carolina right now in this industry. Um, if West Virginia is ahead of us in anything, that's not good for me. I would agree with that. <laughs> As a future representative of this state, we got to stand up we for gotta North do, Carolina. we got to do better. <laughs> hey, but man, thanks to you uh, thanks. coming in. And Everybody Mike, stay safe. Yes, sir? Just want to say, as much as he doesn't like Trump, he yeah. likes him a little. No, I know. <laughs> Trump is a strain we have in the store. I, trust me, I wanted to rename it. We also have a Stormy Daniels strain out there, too. So uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Have a safe and wonderful weekend one love we love you we're going to legalize it thank you sir appreciate it